When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick-or-treat? Did I do that? Hey, Radical Ones, welcome back to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, and I'm here with the movie geek himself, Rob, for our Christmas shindig of Jingle All The Way. Hello, everyone. Hey, Ryan. Jingle All The Way from 1996. So, Rob, this was your pick this year, which was perfect because it just had its 25th anniversary. So, Do I know how to pick them or do I know how to pick them? I always end up picking their anniversary milestones. Always. That's what's so funny about it. This has happened a few times, so... Well, I didn't get a chance to do this movie on my show, so I'm living vicariously through yours and doing movies that I didn't get a chance to do on my show. And I have a sweet spot for this movie. And given sort of the theme that you've been doing in your 50 episodes, this seemed like the best choice for a Christmas movie for us to do. So I was like, let's do this. I can't believe it's almost 50. This is, this is episode 49. 49, yeah. <laughs> wow. We got that coming up, but we also have the holiday season, and Rob just moved into a glorious new apartment. Glorious. I did move into a different space, yes, and for those who know me well, uh, this is a heavy upgrade for me, um, especially here in LA. So I'm very excited to get used to having more space. You can probably tell my voice is a little echoey because I actually have more of a room where (laughs) their acoustics are a little different. But yeah, I was adulting hard last week. So I mean, yeah, you were working normally. You have this move. We have December upon us, which is always hectic usually. So now that you got all those rooms, what are you going (laughs) to fill them up with? Yeah, just stuff that I couldn't 
written before. I now have room to actually have furniture and stuff, so I'm excited. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, so why don't we get right into Jingle All The Way then? So this is Jingle All The Way, like we said, from 1996, famously, famously starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. Which, Rob, why did I think that this was like a buddy movie? Oh, okay. Did not remember that there was such friction between the two characters. I It was no, not what I remembered growing up. This is what gravitated me towards this movie and why I wanted to review it is because of this like battling for the toy and just somebody who sort of matches his somewhat strength and wit and and just determination you know two fathers who are trying to get the best you know and most popular toy for the season on the very last day i just liked the scenes with those two scrapping at each other trying to get the best of one another that's what i loved about this movie really now i don't know how it didn't stand out to me that that was the whole plot because rewatching it i'm like oh wait they're gonna they end up helping each other at the end i was like oh no so i liked this rehash because honestly I don't feel like this is on TV as much as other movies it's not it's not I I don't pay attention to the 25 days of Christmas on Freeform as much as I do with the 31 days of Halloween mm. I think they may be alternate and put this movie in there in their lineup but no you don't see this often on television no but i think this movie has a very big sort of versatile role for schwarzenegger like he's definitely known to do comedy he's definitely known to do family films but like he's always depicted as someone who is pretty much perfect right and in this movie he's not the best dude to root for not to say that he's a complete asshole but you know he's not the best father and he disappoints his wife and child all the time even though he puts a lot of money in that house by doing the right, job that he right? does. I mean, at least thank God he's working and he he's not cheating. At least she knows he's selling mattresses. Yeah, but <laughs> he's not the best dude. And then you've also have him set out to do this mission, which is get this toy. And it doesn't come easy to him. There is a line in the movie, Phil Hartman, and we'll definitely get to him. He says this line. He goes, you can't bench press your way out of this one. Like the movie doesn't Ooh. talk about his strength at all throughout the whole movie he's just a big guy but they don't use his strength as a way of like highlighting that he's like the best or whatever but you still can't help the fact that somebody of his stature usually will have life coming very easy to him and this is just not one of those times and so i thought it was nice to see him play a role where he just wasn't this perfect specimen and again i enjoy his comedy uh in this movie i would say he doesn't have the best comedic timing but right there's something a little off with his acting, acting in this movie i no no no. i will i will 100 say that i think he's done better work in the comedy Definitely. like junior what you got you guys can all say what you want about that movie but his performance alone i think it's one of his best comedic performances he's ever done is junior like he is so good in that movie but uh, yeah no i i will say the acting was just a little off but i think maybe he was trying to find his family 
balance his findings in this? I don't know. Well, tell everyone what it's about. And then like, I want to know what you thought. This is what's really funny. So this is inspired by the real life Christmas rushes of the past. So back in the day, it was, the, of course, the Cabbage Patch dolls. But more modern, the Power Rangers were the item at this moment, especially in the 90s when this happened. I guess Tickle Me Elmo was another thing that was selling out everywhere. But out of big toys in the last 20 something years. Oh God, it's even longer than 20 years, isn't it? <laughs> Power Rangers. So this is inspired again by the real life sellout items such as Cabbage Patch Kids. Okay. They added elements of satire and commercialism of Christmas. And then it was picked up by 20th Century Fox. This is interesting. Due to delays in Fox's reboot of Planet of the Apes at the time that was going to star Schwarzenegger, he was able to do this movie instead because that was delayed. Of course, I guess we ended up getting the Tim Burton and then all the other movies that followed. But I didn't know that. That was really interesting. So he was supposed to be the Mark Wahlberg character who travels back? Or was he one of the eight? I would have loved him to play one of the apes. (laughs) No, I think this was actually... Actually, a starring a Schwarzenegger kind of reboot work that got canceled or reworked. Eventually. Oh, okay. So it wasn't Tim Burton's that he was going to be no, in. No, it okay, was like got a Fox, it. I guess, in the early '90s. And originally, instead of Sinbad, Joe Pesci was considered. And then Arnold actually suggested Sinbad. Oh, okay. So really interesting with that. Well, I mean, it would have been a great duality between the two of them. I don't know. I mean, Joe Pesci definitely would have to put a lot of his street smarts and, you know, aggression to match his physicality. But to keep it fun, friendly, and and not to say that Joe Pesci couldn't do this, I do love the fact that Sinbad was chosen for this. Yes, yes. Because especially Joe Pesci, we have him already in a Christmas movie. Exactly. Alone, exactly. And we don't need him especially it's right around the same time 92 93 you know so uh, it's better than Sinbad at the time when his height of his popularity got to be in this movie Rob was saying what it was about by the way sorry workaholic mattress salesman Howard loves his wife Liz his nine-year-old son Jamie but is unable to find time for his family and is often put in bad light by his neighbor divorcee Ted who harbors unrequited feelings for Liz Oh, that's just the the surface of the movie. But basically, Arnold's character waits till Christmas Eve to realize that his wife had been telling him to buy this Turbo Man, which is the hottest toy. And on Christmas Eve, he has to go out to find a sold out toy. Now, what did you think of Jingle All the Way? Was this your first watch or you've seen it before? No, as a kid, I watched it a few times, which is that's what was so funny that I didn't remember that. Sinbad and Arnold like I for some reason in my head I had this whole thing that they were working together at some point to get the toy and they were like gonna come up with a plan so anyway long story short my god it came flooding back though like the scenes especially that that ball scene with Arnold at one point with the little (laughs) girl I don't I was like oh my god this scene I remember this scene F that girl by the way god I could not stand her the way she was like (laughs) just haha I got your ball and you know she just ran away on purpose I would put it right in the mouth 
could not stand her. I was so pissed off at that little girl. She knew that ball wasn't hers. But anyways. <laughs> no, but Rob, I really, I enjoyed rewatching it. And it's it's nice now because it's available on Disney Plus too. So it's easy to stream that way because I don't have this. You rewatching it. When's the last time that you would say you watched it? I probably saw this movie twice in my life. And this okay. was very close to when it first came out. So it's been a very long time since I've seen it. So about the same for both. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would be reminded of it sometimes through like YouTube or things like that. And maybe if it did air on TV... I may have caught a glimpse of it, but I always have this in the back of my head as a very fun Christmas film. And it's different, but it also showcases real life drama. Like, I would not have been surprised if this was based on a true story. I mean, <laughs> yeah. think about the idea of like Black Friday and also the idea of parents just being bombarded with all this holiday stuff and forgetting to get a toy that is so popular that it sells out by the time Christmas is around. And what do you do? You have an entire day, you know, before actual Christmas Day to, you know, do last minute gift buying and things like that. But it is a struggle out there. And in some countries, especially the U.S., we are freaking crazy. We are crazy. What you saw in the beginning when they were waiting by the door, 9 oh, a.m., yeah. and they just all bum rush the door and they just run and grab and stuff parents is flying off shelves and everything is being broken apart like that looks funny but it's dangerous as hell and if you go on youtube you can find videos that are very similar to this so similar to this it's crazy rob working those black fridays when i was in retail i can tell you there was one time and it's always on your thanksgiving you have to leave your family to get there before midnight so these people come and their lines up i mean god bless you all who do it i don't have the patience to i've never gone black friday shopping because i always had to work plus i said why put the people in that position if i did have the free time i'm like <laughs> i will shop online literally there was one time rob they opened the doors when i worked at pottery barn this is going back it sounded like an elephant stampede was coming through the door from the back of the building. Now, what was the rush at shopping at Pottery Barn? What was going to run out? No idea because the sales were terrible and there was nothing there that was worth it to run into Pottery Barn. That's crazy. I was very fortunate not to have to deal with a lot of Christmas shopping and all of that like hot mess, but I worked at an Old Navy during a Black Friday and Black Friday Old Navy, especially the store that I worked at. I worked at a three story Old Navy. And so this was in the heart of downtown Seattle or Maine, like downtown Seattle. And it was across the street from a very popular mall that included an AMC theater. So this particular street was so busy. I bet you were at that AMC theater, though, when you weren't working. Well, so the Old Navy... Uh, Black Friday, it was so busy that they had to create games and sort of like a let's make a deal sort of situation. They were like, whoever holds up a belt will get a coupon for something. Like, they had to entertain these people in line because it was so busy and the lines were long and the store was getting trashed. But I luckily was put in the cashier position, the full 10 hour shift. Oh my 
god. That's I lucky? Did, I don't know if that's lucky. No, that is so lucky because if you were on the floor having to like keep the floor clean, folding yeah, clothes, yeah, retrieving sizes for people, cashier is the way it's at. All you have to do is check people out. That's it. That's all you have to do. So get those credit cards. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, we had to upsell the old Navy credit cards, but it <sighs> was awesome. They asked all the employees to dress all in black. And, you know, they had people on ladders yelling from the rooftops. Wow, for people. Old Navy, too. I'm surprised they were like, let's wear bright fluorescent orange. No, just, no, just <laughs> Black Friday. But just watching that chaos, very similar to Jingle All the Way. Nightmare. Nightmare. It, <laughs> it, was, it was also really cool to just kind of see Sinbad in this role. I thought he played this disgruntled, like, father <laughs> we didn't man, get to see yeah. did we get to see his son i can't remember i don't think we even got to see his Never. family that's why i thought at the end wouldn't it be a twist he's like i don't even have i know he <laughs> wanted he crazy. wanted the toy for himself that I was the only loved thing it. i would have loved that like that's a man after my own heart but how 90s is it to have him play a postal service worker because the whole cliche back in the day was if you <laughs> yeah. worked at the post office you were this close to snapping and blowing everything up to smithereens and creating mass murder and so it made sense for this crazy loon to be talking and ranting the way that he does and also work for the postal service also and rob i just i did not remember that at one point he literally is talking and he strangles a random woman in the crowd i love it i love when he strangled her she didn't even care she totally just took it but he was so I know, she's like okay i'll i don't even know what's happening but okay but yeah he was telling so many truths he was just like <laughs> you're sending out all this mail that like you know about fathers who like lose their jobs and they gotta like deliver you know it's just like you want me to deliver clothes that people return and blah, blah blah like he was giving the inside scoop on what it's like to just mail stuff out it's true. I mean, it's true. I, I give it to postal workers. I mean, I see them. They're always in and out of their trucks. He, They're always out there. I got to say. Yeah, but I, I just love his character and the way that he was just battling for this toy. And <laughs> to be honest... I, I I had a great time watching this movie, by the way. There weren't... I laughed like, a lot. There weren't a lot of, like, quotable stuff, but the physical comedy of it all and just how this whole town was just like, these men are searching for Turbo Man, and it's just, like, laughable because who the hell waits to the last minute to try and find a toy that's this popular that you don't have, right? But would you think in retail, would you ever be allowed to laugh at they laugh. They showed the people like laughing in their faces over and over. I said, "Wow." They would get a very judgmental look for me. I would never laugh at somebody who's trying to find something, but I'd be like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Because here's the thing: if we tell them it's gone, they will easily. And that's the thing: this movie is a family film. If it wasn't, those two dads would have raised hell and been so pissed off at retailers for not having this toy available on Christmas Eve. That's the thing: it's turned against him because it's a family film i'd be like you ain't getting mad at us just because you <laughs> waited to the last minute like this is on you you can have booster which by the way i would have loved booster because he looked fun I i'm all for a <laughs> what was he a pink tiger thing with a he was like a saber tooth i would have totally loved booster you're funny 
throughout the movie, there were some parts that I could have done without. I'll just jump around here. Yeah, please. I didn't necessarily care for the Jim Belushi, the whole Santa warehouse thing. That whole entire battle. I mean, it was okay. It was okay. I would have still preferred just this back and forth sort of rat race like shenanigans between Schwarzenegger and Sinbad and just them continuously like battling each other. Every time that there would be a moment where they would get an opportunity to try and get the toy, they would then just like bum rush each other and just like just scramble and rush to get (laughs) to the door. And then they would try and outwit each other by knocking one over or doing whatever. I would have loved a full length 90 minute of just that. Like yes, anytime they I were agree. together, it was so good. They just kind of went off script and left him where with that ball lottery. And then they just went to this. <laughs> He's they got just went two. to this. They, I know that was great. He's got two. Get him. I just loved all of that. And then the parents like literally tried to get him. He got two. He got two. But, like, they went to the Santa warehouse thing. I just thought it was a little off-putting, and it just wasn't really necessary. But I'm not surprised that a ring is like that, where they're trying to sell knockoffs and other ways. But I would have preferred it just be him and Sinbad the whole time. I agree. And do you get the feeling, Rob, that that was an excuse just to get Arnold to get physical in this movie? Yeah. No, that's, that's the thing. the only reason that exists, that whole section. We can't forget that he's an Adonis and that he must use his strength to, like, when he punched the 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 smaller oh, the, the Santa ring. and oh. he just flew, like, I get it. That was funny. It just whatever but yeah i mean even when he punched a reindeer that was hilarious too and then they end up being buddies ah! that was the part i loved the best that was the other thing rob we never saw him really correct me if i'm wrong it's been a few days but he always had his jacket on so you never get that i mean you see his stature but you never get the arnold body that you know you're used to as well which kind of almost makes him look like i mean dare i say the everyman but <laughs> Clearly, he's, you know, he's working out and everything, but he's always got this big coat on and he's, you know, with the dress shirt. So we don't really see what he's working with. And I think that I think that did him a favor because he looks like this all American dad, you know, just like every other parent that's out there. You know, he's definitely very suburban. But yeah, it was all about business with him and not about his physicality and just him trying to be the best father that he could. But so I like the touch of him not really being about his physicality and just being more of a man's man and just a father yes i agree i liked seeing him in that light yeah which is maybe another reason why it was maybe the acting was a little off for him but honestly i didn't get the chemistry with rita wilson is that her? yes i didn't get the chemistry with her too much a matter of fact are these two characters headed for like a divorce (laughs) um i mean she definitely sees the error of his ways but she gives him the benefit of the doubt because they are a married couple he can do the top of the tree you know not you know don't do that there's a definite sentimental to the family man that he is i mean at the end of the day he loves his family yes he's just a workaholic You know, I think that if they were like poor or middle class and he was still being a workaholic, then yes, I think probably divorce is on their way. But and I'm not saying she's in it for the money. I just think that in their say it, Rob, say it. I just think that Ted. 
in their lifestyle, I think it's okay to be like, it's it's cool. You know, I get it. You're not just being a lazy ass. It's not like you don't want to be around us. Your job right. is... Right. And he's taking phone calls constantly. You're my number one customer. You're my number one customer. He does it to her. So yeah, he's working. It's not like he's gallivanting with Sinbad out on the town just <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> well, so as far as chemistry, you know, I wish that I could agree with you, but unfortunately, they didn't really have that many scenes together. Right? No, I'm like... So I, I can't really say if they were meant to be, but it made sense for Rita Wilson to be this all-American mother as well. Yes. So I totally get that. Let's talk about Jake Lloyd for a second. Oh, Anakin. Who had a role outside of Anakin. I'm a person and my name is Anakin. And he tried to start a career and not just be so pigeonholed to that legacy. And he tried it. I thought that he was a, a decent child character in this movie. Anakin. Anakin, honestly. I mean, I'll take him as Anakin, too. I mean, I mean, for the, the cast of I'm a little boy who's excited to get a toy, but... Yeah. I thought he had he felt natural in this movie, maybe more so than he's been given. I and he definitely played a kid who really, really loved a toy. Oh so my much, god! And he was just so into it and whatnot. But here's what's so funny: I just thought of this, and I'm only thinking because I'm such a pessimist. You look at the situation between Jake Lloyd and his father. Clearly, he's not around, and Turbo Man is sort of like a <gasps> pseudo father figure to because look at his slogan: he's like, you know, I will always be there or whatever for you. But then, like you look wow. at Sinbad and I'm sure that he's a really good father to him but he's a little eccentric you gotta wonder what he's like at home and then like Ted you know with him you know having the mom didn't the mom die or divorce I can't remember I think she's dead he's a okay. widow I be- a so it's just you like you wonder if Turbo Man is I literally for him. all of the kids who just have absentee or like really fucked up fathers wow. at home that's because deep he definitely stands in as this father figure that's why all these kids like them so much and then at the end arnold fills the father exactly wow damn i think you gave this movie a lot i don't i don't think i broke too much ground but it is something that i noticed it seemed that he was so obsessed with turbo man when i think if he just had his father at home wow that it wouldn't have actually been such a heavy impact of like you know like he never really said the line like oh turbo man's better than you or he would be there for me if you were him but i mean he kind of filled that role a little bit of of just having somebody who's always there for him so it just makes sense and he sees ted phil hartman's character you know around for his son so that doesn't help as well but i do love i just want to add rob said you know he's really into this pajamas a commercial after commercial we get and he's got turbo man cereal i love that yeah i love that there's a cereal tie-in as well like they're (laughs) really they're going for the realistic this is the hot product of the moment yeah on phil hartman god bless him i miss this man so much i do i loved i loved him i I think he is great and the character i hated but phil hartman i love he was so funny in this i love that he's like this ned flanders who's like this secret hot guy that everybody just kind of digs all the moms but i just think he is so cool and it's funny like even though they never had a scene together phil hartman sinbad they did house guests together yes so I can't wait to do House Guest. But yes, Phil Hartman. Yeah, oh my God. Do, did they do another movie together? Am I losing my mind? I'll look it up. We'll figure maybe it out. Maybe it was in like a... God, yeah, I feel like they might have done... Or maybe it was a guest appearance in SNL or something I'm thinking of. Could be. But I, I love the look on his face, though, with the Housewives when they're at the karate 
he's really like, is he? He's no, he, he's he's totally screwing all of these houses. All of them, right? Like he every has woman to be. in that. I think the word has got out, and he's doing more than just fixing. What is life. that man doing in the bedroom? He's yeah, no, he. But I just love his face when he's just like, I'm totally the shit right now, and he's just got this <laughs> face of like, I've got these women in the palm of my hand. He just makes these like quirky. He almost faces. like slaps them down because you know he's in front of the one he wants chase. Now he's like, no, back down. Well, he's. You you know he's spending so much time with this mom and obviously the two kids are best friends it just made sense for them to be together but he secretly has this like evil side to him anytime Terrible. that he's by himself you know he's yelling at the kids with this anger voice he's not as nice and bubbly as he's meant out to be and he obviously has an agenda exactly yeah, yeah. And, you know, I love Rita Wilson. She stands her ground and, you know, she plays off the creepiness of him because he obviously is like trying to touch her throughout the whole movie. That's close to her. That's the thing. I, I feel bad for her to a point until the end when she's pissed off. I mean, And we'll then she really lets it. him have it. Yeah. But she went in that car with him knowing that this man has been touching her, feeling her. Well, she know, was in the moment. She was in the moment and was just so pissed off at Ed you know arnold for missing you know the parade and trying the parade, to steal the parade, the trying to steal the present from the tree and it made that, sense oh my God, i can't believe it i, I would have done the same it. thing i was gonna ask you would you have stolen that present from the tree and like took it away from another child would you have done that i don't know if i could unless it was like maybe how evil phil hartman was but then you got to think of the son too and and that's what clicked in and yes he did the i don't know i just there's something about this dad i think he deserved to be brought down a peg yeah because he was that i'm perfect i got it the first minute it went on sale <laughs> Yeah. You know, like kind of thing. So that is, you wanted him to get something, but oh my God, when the house got a fire, dude, that's amazing. Before I forget, what did you think of the Captain America Marvel bedroom that the son had? I mean, damn, this is before, we've always been Marvel fans, but, but this is before the Marvel craze for like Iron Man and everything was on everywhere. So I love that he had this cool bedroom. Yeah, it was definitely hooked up to the nines. I admired that room a lot. I can't say that I wanted all of that, but I can see why that like that would appeal to a young kid to have all of that in your room. But what if that was Chris Evans' Captain America? Right I know, right? <laughs> like it was just his face. I know that's one of your husbands. So. If it was made today, I'm sure that would have been on his wall aside from the comic book character <laughs> the physical comedy and the violence in this movie is insane i mean obviously for a family film they took a lot of it and made it a little bit more lighthearted and right. fun but just the trampling of employees as people bum rush the you know sinbad and arnold constantly shoving each other into things and then falling over stuff again with that little girl in the way that he was just like it's my ball and she was like give me it. and you know i was just like wow there was a lot of violence in this oh my god when he went to the radio station and he was like let me in i know the answer and then he oh, broke in and he yes. broke the glass door to get into the place that was so so funny that was so funny <laughs> he's like i know the answer did i win <laughs> it was so funny did you, i would be terrified and that was the guy from roseanne right who worked at the time i love how like. you go to roseanne this is totally your podcast <laughs> he 
he is Colonel Mustard from Clue. Okay. Of, well, of course, I should have knowing I should have said that first because. But I love you how you're just Clue. like he's the manager at the lunchbox. God, you are so <laughs> old school. It's hilarious. So I'm surprised you didn't. I'm surprised you didn't go. Oh, isn't that the guy who did that dog voice on that like cartoon? <laughs> What was that cartoon called where he was the voice? Didn't he create it too? He, oh my God. Yes, I know I know what you're talking about. I got to look it up now. I forget the name of it, I but think I- could the dog look like him too? Like in yeah. real life, like, I think it like, was brawn like him. <laughs> Holy shit. I would have been terrified that guy beating on the door. <laughs> and then, honestly though, Rob, at that moment- if you were Arnold's character, wouldn't you? I would have taken the coupon home and be like, you're, you're getting the toy. Like, it's here. Like, as soon as it's in stock, you got the coupon, buddy. I know that wasn't the only thing he's getting for Christmas. The coupon, or even Sinbad had it at that point. I would have taken it if I was someone between the two of them should have been like, okay, well, this is good for the toy. It's, it's literally, it's coming. It's coming. Let yeah. the stock come in. I don't know exactly how long it would have taken for this toy to return back on shelves after Christmas, but I will say this. I was the last to receive a Nintendo on my block, so it hurts when everybody has like the cool thing at Christmas and you didn't get one. Oh my god, did you watch the 8-Bit Christmas yet? I have not. I want to. I can't wait. Oh my god, you're gonna love it. Family Dog is what it's called. I feel like I was gonna say that, but I thought it's Family Guy. Yeah. Oh, so good. No, 8-Bit Christmas looks great. I, I can't wait to watch it, so it's good to know that it's good. So you will love, especially that you said that. That's yeah. what the whole thing no, is, the last the, kid on the neighborhood. I love that the whole movie is based on getting a Nintendo for Christmas, because that was me. That was totally me, and the fact that I couldn't afford it. I got it the next year but i didn't get it the actual year that it came out so i feel like the next year model was better improved anyway (laughs) (laughs) but yeah again the physical comedy in this i just think is gold and that's to me what makes this stand out as a really unique christmas film but unfortunately it's not the best it's not something that you would gravitate to as a tradition it just really depends on your taste this is a little bit of a dark comedy if i'm being honest with you it's, it's i would say so definitely like a satire on like yeah how it, has, it, is. it has really nice family values but at the same time this movie has some dark stuff going on especially with arnold like going toe-to-toe with this cop that he keeps running into oh, all the time the cop. you and know then he hits the motorcycle it is yeah they had is. you know sinbad say oh i just picked a box out of my mailbag because do you know how many bombs circulate through the <laughs> yeah. post office and then one just happened to be a bomb like that's some dark stuff <laughs> the t- fact that yes because sinbad's character it was just pretending to get away and it turned out to be really a bomb was this this yeah after the unabomber time right so, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I just mention the cookie scene? I feel like if there's a quote from this movie, I guess it's Arnold <laughs> screaming, Stop eating those cookies! Or yeah. whatever he says. <laughs> uh, you know, like... Ted, I need to speak to my wife. So could you get her on the phone, please? I think she's in the shower, Howard. Do you want me to go check? No! I mean, no, that's fine. On your way out... Just tell her it would be a few minutes late, but you shouldn't worry. Oh, she won't worry. I mean, I'm here and... Mm, oh, these cookies! I gotta get the retrograde from Les. Put that cookie down! Now! 
Wow. So when I asked earlier, I guess what Ted's doing the, in the bedroom, if he's doing anything like he eats a cookie, then I guess these women are in for a treat that are going with him because, <laughs> so oh good. my God, he's like, oh, this cookie. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm this- eating your wife's cookie. Wait, does that mean something? You, Ryan. I thought it was a muffin. Ryan, cookie is another word for, oh my God, Ryan, come on now, you know this, it's definitely another word. Now that I'm thinking of it, I'm like, wait, he's eating his wife's cookie. Yes, that's exactly (laughs) what it means. I'm so naive. You are so funny, Jesus. You're funny. Okay, so I just want to point out two things that I noticed that was very 90s and and a little retro. While he was on the phone talking about, you know, the cookies with with Oh yeah. He was on a phone booth that said US West. Oh my god. That just brought back so much. So Especially much. for me, my father was a phone man. So really? it was like he yes, yeah, he always used to fix yeah. But yeah, telephone like booth, that, but. US West, that just wow. And then during the ball lottery, first of all, the <gasps> soundtrack to this movie, fantastic. I think each one Ron Rudolph. It's like you gotta get yep. that in. <laughs> I think every Christmas song that was in this was paired to the right scene, especially the lottery one. It's the most wonder you know it's supposed to be a joyful thing and you're just seeing this chaotic (laughs) very horrible christmas moment of all of these parents just trying to grab and i love the fact that they were battling for a ball that wasn't guaranteed to be a winner that's the whole thing there was a million balls around these people but i love how they were all trying to grab for one and they couldn't in the slow motion but you know Arnold says, he's got to get him. And so when they all tackle, you know, Sinbad, what does he say? Rodney King, Rodney <laughs> King. And I was like, people today may not know what that reference is, but that is very 90s. Rodney King, Rodney King. So funny, he's Rodney King. It was so fitting, but so 90s. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so what did you think about also seeing, I think just seeing a mall back in the heyday of like they were at the mall of america it looked so cool it looked so cool oh my god and and it just brought me back to toy stores that don't exist anymore although i hear that toys r us is in macy's evidently now yeah it actually came back i don't know if it's a seasonal thing but i I, when i was watching the macy day parade it might be it advertised that toys r us was back and so i don't know maybe it's just like a spirit uh halloween and it just pops up everywhere just for christmas i think so too I feel like, I mean, kids love video games. We love video games, but there's nothing like going into a, a physical space and seeing everything go around. So, exactly. by the way, Rob, was the other gentleman in the store a wheeler from I, Return I, to Oz? I know who you're laughed? talking about. He looks like a wheeler. I don't think he was. <laughs> Because I mean, that movie was very 80s. I, I don't think that he was. But yes, he does have that. But the other guy, Chris Parnell, yes. who's now pretty big now. I'm glad that he was in this. I thought that was great. Ooh, did you notice your wrestler was the big Santa? <gasps> the big show. The yes. big show. Yeah, you recognized him. Yeah. The big show. And the little Santa. Did you see this? The Little Santa Vern Troyer. 
our yeah. little mini me. Rest in peace. And of course, our charmed alum, Danny Woodburn. So okay, you okay? Of, of course, course, of I course. noticed him. He was our henchman to Jim Belushi's character. So I said, "There we go, Seven Dwarfs." He played in Charmed. And correct me if I'm wrong, Rob. Didn't you see him somewhere? Yeah, he showed up on campus, which again, hilarious because you know him and Arnold did this movie together. So I'm sure they're buddies, maybe, or they just know of each other. But yeah, he showed up on campus. So funny, so funny what you what you run into. Yeah, the parade at the end of this movie. Okay, yes, let's talk about the parade for sure. Go ahead. In in what Rob would say, shenanigans form. Arnold somehow gets to the right spot where they're fitting a person for a Turbo Man costume for the parade. And let me just say, this is so, I like, I can't prove this, but this has got to be ridiculous. They always look at Hollywood as just this fast track business where they have no time to just sit back and do the work correctly. Like, everything is just on the go. Everybody's late. Everybody's Everybody, on the yeah, last so minute. It's like-, <laughs> it's like Hollywood would never just grab a random person wandering a studio and being like you're the guy right no you would go through paperwork you would sign shit you would talk to a manager or an agent like something would go on you don't just grab strangers off the street and be like you must be the replacement let's put you in the suit <laughs> like nobody does that like if you're working there you know who is supposed to be there yes. and who's not. it's ridiculous they always do this and they just like Hollywood is so tight lipped like you can't just get onto a set as easy let alone just be picked up play some random character in a parade. I just think it's hilarious how they always do And the costume fits him perfectly, at least, too. And he agreed to all of this. And the person before, they said, is doing well now, or there's some kind of hope for the... Because what happens is this costume is real. It works. Basically, the climax of the film. Stealing the present from Ted, his wife and the sons and Ted go to... She tells him... Ted, drive me to the parade. Can you drive me to the parade? And he's like, oh, sure. I guess he's going to be eating her cookies again. Mm. Oh, these cookies. They get to the parade and Arnold is fit for this costume. (laughs) He shows up on the float for the Turbo Man. It's a Christmas parade, but think of like a Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade, basically level of parade. Let me tell you, our local town just had one and there's maybe, (laughs) there is nothing like that. There's fire trucks and some cars pulling some things afterwards. So this is like a a real parade. What ends up happening is (laughs) there is, it looks like a giant Turbo Man too, by the way. This does not look like the normal size that's in stores. So Arnold is given the opportunity as Turbo Man to pick a kid out of the crowd to give this doll to. And don't you know it? He's right in the eyesight of his son. (laughs) I know, so crazy. But I mean, how fitting is that? I mean, he went through this whole thing and he was like, I'm going to promise to be that dad and I'm going to go to the parade and I'm going to stop all of this bull crap and, and just show up for my son. And so, yeah, he's like, no, he's pointing at me. He's pointing at me. And he goes, Jamie. And <laughs> yeah, you, Jamie. And he, and he didn't recognize his own dad's voice. Neither did the wife. She I'm didn't like, recognize. I would be like, that's the only person I know that talks like that. Although exactly. it, had, it had a little robotic turbo man thing yeah. on it. This was one of the biggest things that I was curious about on what you thought. So this is a family film, and like you said, you did have an impression of a buddy sort of movie with this. But as the movie progressed, and then at this final scene, 
while Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> is Turbo Man, Sinbad ends up, you know, kidnapping the guy who's going to play the villain in this yes. parade. Dem- takes his Dementor? Dementor. Dementor. Takes his role and suddenly becomes the villain. Like That's the part I don't, yes. So yes. Arnold finally gets his way and gives Turbo Man to his son, which we think is the whole point of this movie. Then you've got Sinbad who is going to stop them. And it's just like, yes, Arnold is the star of this film, but who's to say that Sinbad doesn't deserve this toy just as much as Arnold did? And in in all fairness, to be honest with you, it, it's a difference of class in my opinion. And the fact that this postal worker who puts in a lot of hours, you know, like in the grunt work, and I'm not saying that Earl Schwarzenegger's job is not as important. probably didn't have the opportunity to get to the store because he was working all these over But I'm like, even when this toy comes out again, who's more likely to be able to afford it with ease? Like, it's just hilarious that he was made out to be the villain in this last act. And it just kind of sucks. So remind me, because I'm kind of drawing a blank, exactly how did it wrap? Like, did he end up getting the hammer in? Because I'm with Sinbad up into this, like, why did they make him? So at one point, he chases the kid up a tree tree that's hanging over and he's still trying to cause this kid kid from danger. Yeah, exactly. So, like, at that point, it's like they push this character completely this way, and I don't get it. So, that happens. And at the end, the son has the real Turbo Man, his father, like you're saying. So, oh my God, this is perfect, like you said earlier. And he gives Sinbad the toy. That's right. He gives it to him, and he says that he doesn't need it because he had. See? See that? See? Because he has his dad. I told you. I forgot about the ending, but it fits. He really just idolized Turbo Man for what he wanted home. I that makes so much sense now. Look at that. I don't even remember the ending, and I still came up with that. That's so funny. Okay, that that makes smart. Given. Like, do you feel that everybody's happy at this point? Like, this is how it should have ended. Like, it makes sense. Because it would be hard to just choose a winner and just be like, which father is the one that comes out with it. But it sucks we didn't get to see Sinbad give it to his child. Yeah, because like we said earlier, he's going to be sitting that right on the couch next to him. And he's going to be like, look what I got my new toy. I don't have a son. No, but you're right. We don't get to see him enjoy it. I like the whole thing. I like that everyone got what they wanted. But it does suck that they had to make him go to that extreme yes. to do this. Like, yes. I wish they cut that part out and the son just saw that he also wanted the toy and he got the father and he would have just gave it to him. Cut the whole part that he chases him down a tree on a roof. <laughs> <laughs> but we should also mention before we wrap up, Arnold flies through this city on a real working jetpack. He goes through people's windows while they're eating dinner. <laughs> oh, God. This movie is so zany. It just works. It's so crazy nonsense, but I love it. Just the idea of the shenanigans that you are going through shopping for last minute gifts and turning into this gigantic adventure. It just makes sense to explore that plot. I just I just have a soft spot for this. But is it the best Christmas movie? No. It is not by far, but I enjoy it for this rewatch. Oh, definitely, definitely. I would say I try to watch Home Alone every year. Like, that's the one that I always, you know, it's good to revisit movies like this, especially this 25th anniversary. I'm so glad you suggested it. 
So, by the way, there's an extended edition. Apparently, it wasn't on Disney Plus because I didn't see any extra scenes. Uh, Did you happen to find out which scenes they were? They either extend things by a little or it seems like they tweak things. They replace songs, additional dialogue in the warehouse, as well as the mall Santa and the other Santas singing a chorus of Little Boy Who Santa Claus Forgot. Okay. So there's a whole musical number that's not in there. And then more dialogue between Howard and the cops at the warehouse, which, by the way, he t- can you fact that he got through that with the fake plastic toy badge? Man, yeah. And then get this, an alternate ending. Instead of the ending at the parade, the film fades to Howard's house. He turns on the light and the tree and everybody is happy. Liz says, it was so nice that you went to all that to get him that present. So what did you get me? It ends with a close-up <laughs> of Howard looking horrified. Oh, that's it's- amazing. <laughs> oh, I love that idea. Just that camera zooming in. He forgot. He, I he didn't shop for anybody else. That. That's so funny. But I would have this, loved that ending. Rob, it was there all along in front of us because it plays at the end of the home video version after the credits. Oh, really? Okay. See, I, yeah, I never owned that. that. I never owned this on video. No, so. never, never. And plus, I would have by that at that time. I probably would have just stopped the credits, you know, yeah. before it even ended. No, that's a great way that to end it. That is hysterical. I do love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> before we wrap up, so would you say the Nintendo was it? Was that the one toy? Do you remember a toy that you like wanted, you know, wanted, and I... never? I, you know, I was thinking about this for this review because I, I knew you were going to ask me something like this. <laughs> I, you know, either my memory is just, is just shot or I don't, I can't really recollect which one because I kind of always got what I wanted. So it didn't really seem like there was any trouble or like, oh my God, everybody has this toy. I honestly didn't really go for the popular toys. I didn't do the Furbies. I didn't do you know the elmos and i didn't do the action figures you know i got transformers thundercat i got some of those like action figures figures here and there i was more of a mcdonald's toy person oh my goal was to always collect as many of those as i could but as far as the bigger toys it was the game consoles other than that i didn't really i didn't really care for all the other toys i just got what i wanted when i got it but yeah did you have any You know what my problem is? You know what those toys that I'm buying now? It would have been that. Like, I wanted Thundercats. I was at the end when it was clearance by the time, you know, like, by the time I was able to physically say, I want Thundercats or I want He-Man. This stuff was cleared out because I was at the tail end. So I would have loved to have more of that as a kid because that's the stuff that I wanted Santa to get. Of course, there there was no way at the time to get those things. But yeah. But now I'm getting them for myself now, unfortunately. Yeah. There you go. Full circle. (laughs) Rob, that was another episode of the podcast. I really had a lot of fun with this one. I really did. Glad you did. Glad you did. Yeah, I... Uh, again, I couldn't turn up, turn away the opportunity to review this film. If we were going to review this anywhere, it would be on, on this show. So thank you for agreeing. And now I know about cookies. Yes. Yes, you learned another sexual window <laughs> again. <laughs> By the end of this series, I will be, I can't even tell you, I will be a master of the sexual language and 
<laughs> so Rob, when you're not hanging out over here, where can the lovely people find you? Currently doing Movie Geek and Proud, which is another movie podcast. For the month of December, I did The Wizard, the classic 80s movie with Fred Savage, again, surrounded on the plot of video games. Yes. And uh, I will also be doing Nightmare Before Christmas. Just sort of highlighting why it's just amazing and that it just has this replay value of being played every year and people still enjoy it. So we just kind of honor it in that way. Uh, currently in season seven of the recap series of, of Brunch with the Hollowells podcast, reviewing Charmed one episode at a time. We're currently in season seven of eight seasons and that's still going on. So check that out. Um, both shows out on any popular podcast app. Ooh, and Rob just sent me a fantastic Brunch with the Hollowells mug. That's your um, birthday and Christmas gift, so don't be expecting nothing next month. <laughs> listen, this is all I need. I need, I love this mug. I'm currently over there helping uh, on brunch as well, so I got this beautiful mug, and I am treasuring it forever. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, I love it. I've used it already three days in a row. <laughs> and you can always reach the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. One word on Instagram. And we're on YouTube. Next week is our 50th show. Holy crap. And Congratulations. David and I. Oh, my God, Rob. Thank you. Next week, David and I will be doing the Star Wars Holiday Special. Because I figured it's infamous for being... Terrible, and you know what? Radical retro style. Why not? Fiftieth episode, holiday disaster. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be back next week. Thank you so much. You will hear Rob in the new year when we return with all new episodes in January, following next week's fiftieth. Thank you so much. Get that turbo man and eat some cookies. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Happy holidays. thinking everything that you went through today for jamie really shows how much you love him mm. and uh, and if you're willing to go through all of that for him just for a present well that makes me wonder what what did you get me mm. oh these cookies put that cookie down now Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.